Yo, what up? What up, what up, what up? This is you, Levine. Gule Wei, Orion de Peligrosa. T-Double. The mighty DJ Mel. This is Ginger Lee. Zilli. Protégé. Yo, 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 everybody, it's Toddy B. This is your favorite giant China man, CK. DJ K. Cali, you rocking with the feedback. The feedback. The feedback. The feedback. The feedback. You are listening to The Feedback Podcast. With my homie, Back. Welcome to The Feedback Podcast, everybody. My name is Back, and I got Miko in the house. Hello, America. I got Byron in the house. What up, what up? And got Lane in the house. The universe. The universe, folks. <laughs> uh, later on, we'll be talking to Kevin Knight from Urban Event Global. But first, I want to give a special shout out to uh, Herd Presents. They're sponsoring the show. So located in the Red River District, Empire Control Room and Garage. They got three stages. Uh, so go to EmpireATX.com. And check out the lineup coming soon. Rebirth Brass Band. You guys have ever? Have I seen definitely them? want to check that. No, show. I have not yes. seen them yet. And believe it or not, the Village People are also I coming. I saw that. Yes, the Village People and o- the Ohio Players, <laughs> like yeah. old school seventies legends. Yes. yes. So make sure you go to EmpireATX.com. Use promo code FDBK for ten percent off your tickets. So we've been off for a couple of weeks. I know we've all been busy and going out and having a good time and all that good stuff. So what did you do recently, Mika? Well, um, I was out of town. I had an event I hosted in uh, San Antonio called uh, Brunch Tub. Took over a restaurant. Oh, yes. Yeah, took over a restaurant. I have another company I have, and we we ran brunch for that day. We took Sunday Funday in Austin and did that shit in San Antonio. How'd it go? It went pretty good as you turned my volume down. Yes, I did. I turned it up, actually. Oh, (laughs) turn my music's up. So it went great. So normally they just have a few people at their brunch on Sundays. Maybe get a hundred people over the course of five hours. We had hundreds of people over the course of those hours. We we blew away their numbers. Everyone had a good time. I had a lot of my friends there as well. Mm-hmm. Food was good. The drinks were good. The DJ was good. It was an awesome event. And the next one, you know, when they go the next, next one. So we'll throw another event in San Antonio called the Beer Float Social. It was going to take a uh, hand. We're going to take craft ice cream. What the fuck is craft ice cream? Come and find out. And craft, craft ice cream is a thing? It is. No, how craft makes cheese. All right. We're starting strong, folks. It's going to be an interesting show. You know show. Craftsman Tools? Them too. Uh, all right. All right. And, Keep um, going. And, uh, <laughs> we're going to pair that up with, with different craft beers Okay. from GS1221. So they have a lot of different beers. We're going to pair them up with ice cream and make it a beer float. Cool. Nice. What about you, Byron? What did you do? Uh, went play to PlayStation on it. No, I did play PlayStation, but I also spent some time to go out and socialize. <laughs> I went to Body Rock last Friday. They had a Prince tribute. That's right. That was a lot of fun. It's always fun. So, did that Friday night. Ended up going to San Antonio that Saturday. Had a terrible time at Miko's event. So yeah, the <laughs> food was horrible. Food. Yeah, was <laughs> I mean, all bad. Yeah, <laughs> ribs and uh, shrimp stuff and rice. I mean, come on, who eats that? What he didn't tell you, he was the chef cooking it, so that's his fault. Uh, oh, well. all right. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. What about you, Lane? Um, I w- I've been traveling a lot, living that beach life for summer seventeen. Okay, the universe, folks. In case this is your first time listening, the universe does a lot of things. The universe speaks directly. Tulane and makes you do some of the craziest and best stuff out there. So, yep, yep. Lane, please let us into your universe. No, no, yeah, so no joke. Uh, let me just try to summarize because there's so many stories. Uh, oh. Two weeks ago, went to Shreveport, ended up hanging out with Devin the Dude. and mm. See what I mean, folks? Yeah. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> like, like it it's just nothing. Like, randomly is like standing next to me. I was like, hi. 
Um, had a really great time there with some of the girls um, that I'm friends with in Austin. Then last weekend, I went to Galveston. So I've just been checking out the beaches and the the Texas slash Louisiana border area. Mm-hmm. And then I was doing some fundraising type stuff here this last weekend. I did Austin Young Chamber of Commerce. How's so that? If you're not familiar, it's a basically a group to network um, of young professionals in Austin. Like how old? Um, I would say uh, 20s to 30s range. Uh, so maybe, I mean... I could throw my age out there, but I know like most of the people. <laughs> 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 I know most of the people we that know I was how around. How old the is, folks? Are <laughs> around the same age as me, so I would say young thirties was a more average mean of the the age there. But it was packed. They had casino night and open bar. They had a lot of really good sponsors, and they had a silent auction. So it was great, a lot of great fun and. Then I've just been, you know, laying out, getting my son. I got a nice little tan. I know you can't see me, but it's on video. <laughs> There's a video, folks. Just go to YouTube. Find the video will be up, so you can so you can see a tan. So before yeah. and after. Uh, what did you do, back? Yeah, I was. I was but thank you. <laughs> so I went to uh, last Sunday. I went to see Capleton at Flamingo Cantina. Uh, reggae artist, legend, one of the the calm the prophet. Uh, they call him the fireman because it's always about blaze it up and. You know, King of Fire and More Fire, that's his thing. The guy's 50 years old, and he rocks the crowd like it's like he's 20. Basically wow. back in... Pretty much. And it's dancehall dance and reggae. You familiar with the song Tour, maybe? I'm not going to sing it. Uh, Just Google that. Capleton Tour is okay. like the song that everybody knows. Well, maybe you guys know, don't know, but anyway. I know it if he sang it. I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> I ain't going to sing Tour. Uh-uh. I don't even know half the thing he says anyway on it. But it was a great show. I got a personal little video. Shout out to feedback on it oh, yeah. uh, from him, and it was, it was incredible. I mean, the guys like the thing that people don't know about dancehall is that a lot of dancehall artists they have so many songs that when they go on stage they can't do the entire song, so they'll do like the first three lines, and then go put up, and then so come back a, and do it again. It's a medley, pretty much. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. But then um, one thing I did that on Friday, I, I want I got to bring this up. I went to highball randomly. And they had an amateur night show. Amateur of what? Amateur of anything. Like stripping? (laughs) Bingo. Bingo. Point to the university. So it was amateur night, and they had performers. You don't have video of this? Uh, Yeah, I do. I have one. You don't want to demo this? Like, show us what you're talking about? I have one. So (laughs) hold on, hold on, hold on. So they had, like, burlesque. uh, Burlesque dancers. They had strippers. They had uh, twirlers and stuff. And they had a tassel competition. So oh. girls went up, titties out, tassels, and see who could, like, do the thing it's with like the tassels. A, a yeah. hula hoop with yeah. tassels. Okay. And it worked. I mean, and they were loving it. It was a great time. So that's what it, that's what I've been up to. Good stuff? Yeah, I was going to make an inappropriate comment. I'll just leave it alone. But I'm glad you had a good time. Well, thank you. Less. I saw titties and tassels. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, thank you. Pretty you much took it There we that. go. You can't beat that. Yeah, All right. Let's, <laughs> let's introduce our guest, uh, Mr. Kevin Knight, sir. Come, Come on, on in. in. Come on in. So, cue the drum roll. Dun, 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 dun. We got Kevin Knight, <laughs> folks. Hello, 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 hello. Urban Events Global. Thank you so much for coming, man. Thanks for having me. I know you've been, uh, you're busy. You're all over the central Texas, going three different cities in one day. And it, it, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Really no, appreciate it. Not, not a problem. Not a problem. Man. So, uh, 
you founded um, Urban Events Global. Before we get into all that, I want to get into a little bit about your backstory. Well, first, tell people what it is, and then we'll get into the, the backstory, what, uh, what your uh, company is. Absolutely. So Urban Events Global, man, it's, it's basically a company that looks to bring together African Americans from across the country in order to experience different parts of life, from skiing, camping, snowboarding, international trips, going on cruises, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that's that's basically it in a nice professional environment, but of course with a lot of fun added to it on the back end. And there's some travel component to the whole The whole thing is travel. Matter of fact, we only have two events in the United States, which is our camping trip, uh-huh. Urban Camp Weekend in New Braunfels in, at the end of June, and then we do another one for Halloween at the end of October. Everything else is out of the country. Our ski trip is in Toronto, Canada. Um, our international trip this year is in Thailand. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll get into okay, all that. We'll okay, get into okay, all that. Okay. But I, I want to get into your 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 background and yeah, and how yeah. you came about with the thing because you worked in corporate Am- America for a while, yeah, right? Yeah. So I went to University of Texas here in the here in the wonderful city of Austin in the great there's a Wisconsin <laughs> hater over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, easy, easy. And, and yeah, you know, in the great state of Texas. But um, so you know, I graduated, spent about 16 years in corporate America, grinding it out. Um. Corporate America treated me well, you know, no knock on it. But at the same time, I wanted to overlap that with starting my own business. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I wish I had a, a great story saying, you know, I knew all along I wanted to do this camping thing. But, that, I, you know, I'd pretty much be lying to you. It was something that a bunch of friends of my, you know, a, a few friends, we all went camping down in New Braunfels, floated the river, had a good time. Mm-hmm. Social media posted some pictures. People got in our inbox like, hey, when are you going again? I'm like, you know. Invite me out, kid. Yeah, I'm like, okay. And, and 12 months, remind me, because we only go once a year. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and at that point, we only did it once a year. So it went from like 15 people to like 50 people to 100 people. And then it just grew. Uh-huh. Um, during this time frame, I'm always traveling, like just personal travel. Me and my friends would go, you know, to Egypt or Cape Town, South Africa or all these different places. Social media, once again, you know, they were like, Hey, I want to go on some of these trips. I'm like, all right. A lot of times I think, you know, people just, you know, just be saying stuff. So I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, well, I'm going to do this people trip flaky. here. People are very flaky. So, um, but I put a trip together and they actually came. Hmm. And so I was like. When was that first trip? Okay. Our first official trip was St. Thomas Labor Day of last year. Mm-hmm. But we put together some little small ones just to kind of test the water right. um, before then. But did you travel a lot growing up or your parents like would yeah, send you to places good, or good question so um i was actually born in frankfurt germany uh my mom Aha. was in the military for 22 years mm-hmm. um and so you're born traveling i was born traveling <laughs> my first passport stamp was i was probably nine months 12 months <laughs> <laughs> literally like and my got, first passport in two months yeah <laughs> my first passport's my baby picture huh. uh, yeah and so um but yeah so I've, I've lived in so many different states from south carolina texas louisiana kansas uh, up in D.C., Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. Philly. And so I've always had a zest for traveling. Uh, when you're a military brat, you're forced to be put. I mean, you're pretty much in a melting pot. Right. You're always around different cultures, different people. Mm-hmm. So that just kind of spurs your your curiosity about the rest of the world. Sure. Uh, while I was at UT, I actually studied abroad in Guanajuato, Mexico for a mini semester. Uh, lived out there for a while. And that really kind of got me going because it, it, de- it you know, I was kind of. I guess I wasn't as sensitive to the other world problems that were out there until I actually was forced to live in another country where mm-hmm. I didn't speak the language and they had real problems. Like, <laughs> like Oh, yeah. we'll get to that yeah. versus our problems. Right. So, so, yeah. yeah. So to answer your question, yes, I've always traveled. Well, but then was there, um, like when did you 
think like, okay, this is this connect. There's an opportunity here that there could be a business because you build attraction over time, and people right. asking you, hey, I want to come on this on this uh, on these trips you go on, uh-huh. and these are not like. No, you went from flowing the river to going to St. Thomas. Like that's not right. that's a big jump. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, the the jump came probably I'd probably say twenty thirteen, you know, and, okay. and we didn't do that trip until twenty sixteen. However, I knew financially, I mean I'm a numbers guy, I spent years in doing numbers. So right. I knew once right. we did the international trip that that would be an even big even bigger business opportunity. Uh-huh. I mean I, I can uh if you were to make a movie out of this, I can picture you like in corporate America at your office and the whole time you're just looking out the window like, oh, I could daydreaming like, oh, I could be back in St. Thomas or whatever. Yeah. You're, you're actually right. But fortunately for my, you know, for my business, I always traveled, you know, like part, I, I had pretty big territories, whether it was like, what were all, you doing? Um, so I was basically a external wholesaler, which is a fancy word, like, I usually compare it to being a pharmaceutical salesperson, but okay. for financial advisors. So teaching them how to use financial products. Um, I started off as a financial advisor, okay. um, kind of perfected that craft, so to speak, got all my licenses, mm-hmm. um, and then took it to the next level as a wholesaler. That way you can travel. So I was actually traveling a lot during that time period. So. Mm-hmm. Was that your intent? Like, I want this job, and I'm getting all these licenses and build up so I can travel through business. No, it, it, no. that wasn't. Um, I actually started, again, in the Arboretum here at, at American Express Financial Advisors, huh. which is now, um, what do they call Ameriprise. It's now yeah. called Ameriprise. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so I started off with them, and so I just thought I was going to build this big practice, Wolf of Wall Street style, even though <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street wasn't <laughs> out back then. But same, yeah. same format. Uh, Boiler Room was actually out back mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a format, but then I saw how limiting that was because you build your name in that city, but then if you want to move, you have to start all over because mm-hmm. right. all of your clients are in right. that city. Right. Well, that sucks. So it was easier to just become a wholesaler. That way I can travel wherever and sell to anybody in the U S. Wow. So when, when you first launched it and you said, mm-hmm. okay, well there's a niche here. Did you already know? Okay. I'm going to target black, I mean, black people. Pretty much. I mean, that's why it's called Urban Camp Yeah, Urban Camp Week. For those who don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I, I knew um, that was just my comfort zone. I mean, obviously, I'm comfortable around everyone being a military brat. And sure. I went to UT. It was like 2.6% black. Not that I was counting, but I knew. You know, <laughs> I was, was there. It, I count numbers it, guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm a numbers guy. It's 2.6. So, I, I love everybody. But I just knew for my company, what I wanted to focus on was uh-huh. the African-American community. So the people who were reaching out when you're doing those trips, they were mostly African-Americans? Yeah, absolutely. It, it was because it was my network. Oh, okay. and so gotcha, Yeah. Gotcha. And so it was just a random weekend, like me and my girlfriend at the time, some other couples, some friends, some singles, like, hey, let's just go float the river. And so it grew within that community. Those happen to be a lot of black people. Did you get a lot of pushback? Because as we all know, black people don't like to do what white folks do, like going mm-hmm. outdoors and skiing and camping. Um, I, I, I don't get pushback. I get a lot of questions um, because I'm trying to think. I think people are more amazed that so many people are actually camping and skiing and snowboarding of color. Right. And it's like, man, and you guys don't have any problems out there. And it's just people (laughs) having fun. I mean, uh, yeah, we can we can gather and, and have a pretty good time without anything happening. And one of the things you have to look at are barriers to entry, which I was an economics major. So I like to talk in economic terms. But it weeds out a lot of bullshit. You know what I mean? Like if you have to have a passport and to get into Canada and you have to 
plan all these different, you know, I want to stay here. Logistics. Gotta take these, all these logistic thugs don't, you know, do all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, uh, niggas yeah, don't be, not yeah, be doing that. Niggas ain't about to do all that shit. The thugs don't you, know about yeah. kayak.com. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not doing all that. You know, I'm like, yeah, I have a camping trip. We got to sleep in our own tent. Yeah. 95, 96% of people at our camping trip, they're sleeping in a tent. Wait, what are the so other five percent? There, there's RVs and cabins. Oh, but, but, there's, but there's only you know, ten. You know that girl was like, yeah, yeah. I ain't sleeping in no a fucking tent. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and and that's funny because we have more females than males that come camping. We have more females than males that come on all of our trips because women are, w- women are planners. Women are that's succeeding. True. They have more excess income. Women, that's that's one hundred percent correct. Women and, do have more disposable income because they're not paying for their dates. There's the quotable, folks. First quotable of the show. Can somebody uh, isolate this and make a shirt out of it and put Kevin's name on it? But but women are playing it smart, you know. No, it's a compliment. I mean, you're yeah. the women, you know, they better prepared and they're more open to experiences. They're, they're more open, they're more, they're, and, and tell a dude like to get. On skis and yeah. on top of believe me, I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> and how what happened? And camping too. It's straight <laughs> black people don't camp. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's like you show them that we do camp, we do ski, but a lot of times it's you have to focus on the people that are open to new experiences. Right. right. You know, I, I I had someone yeah. call me the other day like I I want to go on this ski trip, but I just don't do the cold. Well then, you don't want to go skiing. That's it. You mean all the ones so, so I'm, like, yeah, so I'm like, what do you really want to talk about? Like, why are you calling me? Like, right. I, I want to go camping, but I don't do bugs. I don't do outside. Then you don't want to go camping. Yeah. So it's stop gonna be, calling. You're gonna be Like, I don't. I don't understand. So it's you have to step outside the box. Like, I mean, you can go to work from nine to five, come home, chill, watch TV, go to the club on the weekend. That's cool. But if you want to experience different things, well, mm-hmm. you have to step outside the box. Oh, you We're giving to. you that avenue, that platform to step outside the box and meet other people. You can come by yourself. Yeah, that's yeah. what I really appreciate what you're, what you're doing here is because a lot of people that when you grow up, maybe you didn't, weren't in Boy Scouts or maybe your family didn't do camping. You right. just don't have that exposure to those mm-hmm. things. Right. right. Though you may want to do it or at least try it out. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to do that on your own. If no one around you is doing it and you don't do it by yourself, it's good to have groups like this. Right. To, to, to jump in that network. And, and, and what we try to do is take take them in baby steps. For example, I'll do meet and greets in local cities yeah. to where you can come meet other people because you'll find a lot of single people that want to experience different things. They want right. to actually get out, but they're like, oh, my friends don't want to do that or they don't have the financial, you know, wherewithal or, uh, you know, the finances to actually go on those trips or do those things. So mm-hmm. they'll come out, meet some other people local in their city and say, okay, well, when we get to camp, you're my new camp friend. Ah, yeah. And so you, you start forming those little small pockets of communities um, to where they feel comfortable coming out there by themselves. Right. And then if you look at the agenda of anything that we do, we always have some type of scavenger hunt game or meet and greet at the beginning of the event. So if you still don't know anyone, you're going to meet fine. someone before that trip. I mean, before that first day is over with. Yeah. And if by the time you're 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 done and you haven't met anybody, then you're not doing it right. You're not doing it right. But but, you know, that's you know, that's one of the best things. I mean, the the, the stories we hear. You know, that was my first time pitching a tent. That was my first time on an airplane. That was my first time getting a passport. Um, it, it just made it, it. That's that's the that's the feedback we like. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of where that's that's what makes me happy. Now that's dope because you're you're really uh, going against the, the the stereotype, and you you found yeah, you found it. the thing. Like mm-hmm. you found because, of course, 
black people in the mountains, people gonna look look at you like, what the fuck are you doing right. here? You know, like you don't belong here. Right. Like, you no, make you know it what? A statement. Yeah. I enjoy skiing. I always wanted to ski, and yeah. here I am down the mountain on the on the black slope. What's up? Yeah, and you have two thousand people with you. Exactly. Yeah. And we bum rush the place like you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. they're coming. Yes, we yeah. are, motherfucker. Yeah. We're coming. Right. Yeah. Right. And and but it's it, it's cool. It, it's it's just unapologetically black. You know, that's as it is what it is. It's do we have other races there of course we do sure you know um however it's just geared toward it's geared toward that community or anyone that loves the music the partying the the activities the people the, the people culture, yeah. the culture <laughs> exactly so you know part of the research to this to this show and and urban events global is i t- try to take a look at well there's black events and like black travel groups and mm-hmm. there's others out there as well right, right. and i looked up hispanic latino mm-hmm I looked up Asian, I looked up Middle Eastern, I looked up men, women. The only other thing I found that had groups like that was like a women women's group that, yeah. that travel. I didn't find anything Latin, I didn't find anything Asian, I didn't find any other subculture that traveled. Wow. So it may be out there, but... There's no gay one either? If, if I do, I didn't check that, but you know... <laughs> why am I, why am I asking? <laughs> hey, I, hey. Your words, not hey. mine. I will, I, I, will, I will give you the blueprint to start to, yeah. to start that. I will fully support. I will fully support you. Hey, they need they need love too. They need to go and camp and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or glamp, however you call it. So it was interesting. Like you don't have those other subgroups out there. I mean, when I when I searched for, I think I did like black travel group. There was such results on the mm. first page yeah. easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other ones, I went five pages deep and didn't find that much. Yeah. And and part of the problem is, I mean, it's just. You know, you're looking to recreate experiences that you may have had 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. I mean, mm-hmm. we've all been on road trips or trips to Vegas with that one crew of friends. You went out there 5, 10, 15 deep. Uh-huh. You're like, oh, we should do this every year. We had a ball. Life happens. Yeah. Right. Work, marriage, children, somebody just got married, fired, whatever. Like, life happens. You're never able to recreate that experience that you had 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. But with these type of trips, you can always, I mean, you always know, even if your friends don't have the money to go with you you're going to have 20 to 200 to 2,000 other people yeah. that are looking to have the exact same experience with you as well. And it's a big networking. You know, it's yeah, also it there's also a lot of networking involved too. So. Yeah, and, and I, w- I would assume that you don't know who all these people are, and that could be your next, you know, your next boss or your next wife or your next, you know, coworker. Like, you never know. Yeah. Because pre- I would assume it's pretty diverse as far as the backgrounds. Oh, yeah. Doctors, lawyers, I mean... Um, Garbage man. I mean, and, and it's geared toward anyone that has disposable income that can travel that wants to have a good time. You know, our, our age range is probably from about 28 to about 48. Mm-hmm. You know, however, disclaimer, uh, my mom does come on a couple of the trips. She's older than 48. So <laughs> so, so there is an old Pulls lady. the average up. Yeah, there is an old lady gang out there. <laughs> There's usually like three of them that come. It's And it's usually my mom and her friends. So what's your vision for uh, for it in the future? Good question. Um, right now, I only have the bandwidth to do what you see now. Okay. You know, the, the cruise, the two camps, um, the international trip, the, the Labor Day trip, um, partnering up on the ski trip. Right. Um, until my team grows, okay. that's all that I, could, I yeah. can really do, you know, right now. Um, ideally, probably more international trips. Yeah. Um, but until then, you know. You, and you got to keep in mind, you're dealing with people's work schedules, vacation days. Like, right, you know, right, most right. people only have two to three weeks of vacation um, unless you're dealing with like, you know, the school teachers who have, you know, well, they're, they're, they're the ones off. that are traveling a lot. Yeah, yeah. They, they actually travel more than others. 
Um, but you know, you're so you're 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 like, okay, do I do twenty international trips and water it down, or just stick to that one big kind of Mardi Gras <laughs> essence, right. that one annual event, Super Bowl or All Star? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people are looking for that one event that year. And if you miss it, you have to wait another year. You wait another year, exactly. Good anticipation, exactly. Promo. I'm curious on like your marketing strategy. I feel like you, the word of mouth is so strong right now because I mean, I've heard of Urban Camp Weekend, and I'm obviously white but like you'll fit right in just i feel like a lot up. of people talk about it next um, you say you're a woman and that's just yeah and i'm minds. a woman <laughs> yeah <laughs> so the universe uh, is coming y'all do you go out of your way to try to hit different targets of people that maybe haven't heard about you or do you mainly go off word of mouth um what, what was the last part um, like, are you are you strictly word of mouth, or are you doing some specific targeted Both. like advertising? Yeah. Both. Um, it started off for the most part word of mouth. I'd say over the last eighteen months, we've started like you know the Facebook ads, the the Instagram ads, but we're still targeting those demographics. So like black fraternities and sororities, or black organizations, because and, and I even you know I don't know if I should say say this or not, but I I also raise the age to where I'm only marketing toward you know. 29 30 year olds or yeah or like older. young professionals. yeah and, and so i don't even shoot for the 20 something year olds because I, I i always feel like they're gonna they're they're gonna find the event right um but i don't want a lot of them to find the event honestly and it's um you know you have to you have to refill you know urban camp with some young young people but i don't want it to 21 year old event where everyone's out there just acting crazy it's not freaknik you know what i mean yeah, right. yeah. It's, it's it's more like a family reunion where people yeah. are having a good time people are helping other people pitch tents or hey what do you need or hey i have some extra you know steak on the grill you want some uh, i mean so it's it's a real giving fun friendly environment do we turn up and have a good time absolutely but you want to you want to you want to keep it that way to where it's nice Fun, but not where like he's like puking folk. on you. Mean, <laughs> grown folk, yeah. Well, it's not I mean, hangover. I mean, it's yeah. not hangover. Yeah. If if you go after the twenty, the people in their twenties, chances are, well, one, they have time to travel in their life. You know, if they, tomorrow they choose to, hey, I want to, you know, not work and just travel, go to Europe and backpack. You can do that, mm-hmm. but you can't tell that to a 35, 40 year old who got kids and a job and responsibilities. Right. So that's you know you don't want to have to mess with that, and and also yeah, they, they turn up much harder right, <laughs> right. and, and, and what, what really prompted my uh my advertising was the women the women were actually complaining that there weren't enough men on some of these trips and i mean we have trips that have thousands of people hundreds of people it's still 70 percent women 80 wow. percent women and so i started gearing some ads strictly toward men like no women involved just ads for it's men. all women just show up what, the <laughs> yeah. what, what do you like, think that barrier is planning yeah. I think guys just don't don't like to plan. They're too last minute. They procrastinate. Um, Gosh, and some just of them make my list of all the things that. And and again, disposable income because again, it's, I'm I'm not selling something you necessarily have to have. Mm-hmm. You know you know what I mean? It's something that's leisure fun. I mean I think you do have to have fun in your life, but it's not mandatory. Right. right. You, you know what I mean? And so, and they just have to. I don't know. I ask myself this question every day, but. That's what I have. That's what I got. Interesting. Wow. I mean, man, fellas, you gotta step it up. Step outside your comfort zone. Go camp, or just I mean, learn how. Th- these are like basic things. It's it's not that far fetched of an idea, or like you know, going out, going outdoors, and mingling and having fun doing it. I mean, some yeah. of the stuff you have on there, 
like kickball, volleyball, Netflix. And yeah. yeah, yeah, we have a forty-five foot, camp. a forty-five foot screen out there. You know, it's like it's like one of those big drive-through screens. Yeah, you know, yeah. we 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 rent. So. They come down there, they set it up, and it's just fun stuff. Spades. It's like it's like a house party on steroids. You know, pretty much. It's, I mean, yoga, snorkeling, kayaking, yeah. the, comedy. Comedy sold back. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I need. Yeah. I can camp too. I was a boy scout. I can camp. Yeah. I can put up a tent. We've and, all been camping in the past year. And, yeah. and, it and, and the crazy part is not even hardcore camping. You know, um, you, there's, I would have there, to build there, the toilets. There, there's bathroom facilities with oh. the shower. You know what I mean? Exactly. And so it's, 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 I mean, you have to sleep in a tent, but you know. I want to dig a hole and build my own toilet. No, like you, I you, did you, when I was 14. You can do that. No one I'm will camp Africa, next man. to you, but. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever No, you go way in the woods. Yeah, yeah. You go way in the woods yeah. with a lantern you. at night <laughs> and you do your business <laughs> and use leaves like everybody else. Yeah, no. no. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, I want to uh, give a big shout out to Slab Barbecue. Slab Barbecue, uh, Dope Barbecue, two locations in Austin. 183 and Burnett Road next to Sherlock's and second location just opened a few months ago in Oak Hill on the Y for all you people who live in the south of Austin. So get yourself a Notorious P.I.G. or the Dunk. The Dunk is like one pound of all the meat available at the restaurant and all four sauces and onions and cake. I mean, it's like there's no sides to it. It's that, that kind of thing. It's carnivore. Um, so they do delivery, pickup, catering as well. So treat yourself with some dope barbecue. Just mention the feedback at checkout for 10% off your meal. And now back to the show. So a question for you. You've traveled a lot, you know, in your life. Um, and you, like you said earlier, you know, it's great to travel to, you know, get the, that perspective mm -hmm. and, you know, come back with a, you know, a fresh, a fresh sense of, uh, you know, basically, the, you know, the life that, that you're living. But, what was it like the first time as an adult when you landed? Well, first of all, where did you go? Do you remember? The first. Like where you were like immersed and. It pro it'd probably be that trip to Mexico, um, Guanajuato, Mexico. And, and I mean, you're literally, you're not, this isn't Cancun or Acapulco or anything yeah, like that, Cabo. Like you're, no, you're in the middle of Mexico where people don't speak English. How many people uh, were with you? Thirteen. It was, oh, it, was, no. it was like it was it was three from UT, uh -huh. like nine from Southwest, which is Texas State now, and then one from Georgetown. Uh -huh. I didn't know these. I didn't know any of them though. So they're oh. with me, but you're not with me because I don't know you. Like I didn't even know they were on the plane. What made you do um, it? Um, because I needed like another Spanish credit. <laughs> <laughs> I need it fast. I need yeah. Oh, I, need, wow. I needed four years of Spanish, and so, I was going into my senior year. I was like, let me get this third one and finish the fourth one later. So how, how, did, how did you plan that? You but, land there. So I, I land, and the first thing I noticed, there is a, um, like a, a little military vehicle with like six, um, not officers, but six soldiers with uh -huh. like AK-47s on the back. So like, okay, this isn't America. <laughs> well, so uh, that was that was number one, and then there was no uh, no terminal. You walk down the stairs of the plane. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, this is number two. Number three, we walk in there. All of our luggage is just thrown on the floor. The little turn, the little turnstile oh. thing was broke. So they just threw. So you're stepping over bags to get to your. I'm like, man, where the fuck am I? Like, <laughs> I like, and I'm thinking this is before like you know. I think I had a cell phone, but I didn't have like cell phone coverage out there. Yeah. So I was like. I don't know if I made the right decision, but but no. Long story short, it it was it was cool. Um, it was a hot bus ride. We flew into Leon. It was like an hour bus ride to get to Guanajuato. Guanajuato, Guanajuato. It's like New York, New York, a city and a state. Uh -huh. And um, best experience of my life to date. 
the best trip that I've ever taken. I've been to Europe, Africa, North, South Africa, you know, different places, but it was the best three weeks I've ever spent um, of my life. So when you travel overall, do you plan it out or do you ever just, I'm just going to go and see what the... Both. Um, When I went to Cape Town, South Africa, my planning took place on the flight. (laughs) So me and the girl um, that I was dating at the time, we... um, we were just sitting there. It was it was in May because we were watching the Mayweather fight. Um, so I had some friends over, and I was like, hey, you want to go somewhere? Because I was on my laptop. She was like, sure. Let me call my boss, see if I could take off. And I was like, all right. So I'm just Googling some stuff. So what about Cape Town? She was like, South Africa? Yeah. So we went to Cape Town the next day. Damn. Like, we left the Y'all next must have day. found some sick deal because you pay a lot or you pay a little? It was a little bit. But we had the time. It, the timing yeah. was well. Um, she did well for herself. Uh, I mean, I wasn't sponsoring, so I mean, (laughs) you got to pay for part of this. Um, But um, but that was last minute. We pretty much planned it on the flight, um, what we were going to do. And like we didn't get a chance to do the safari stuff because you actually need to spend more time out there to travel to those places. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Didn't really think about that at the time. But, you know, we did a million other things while we were out there. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah. I was going to follow back to to Mexico. What made Mexico the best trip ever? Yeah. Yeah. Saw that. Um. One, again, I'm a numbers guy. What you know? One of the things that happened, I was talking to my professor, and I was asking her, you know, how much should they get paid to teach us? And then how much? What's the what's the annual salary there? Mm-hmm. And in American dollars, it was about three thousand dollars a year. Ooh. So which was about thirty thousand pesos because it was basically ten to one, right? Okay. So, and I was thinking at that time, I'm still a student at UT. I just bought some rims that cost about half of what her salary was for the year. Right. So I'm thinking, okay, if the average annual salary in America is thirty thousand, and I just spent half of her salary, that means I just spent fifteen thousand on rims. It's like that sounds kind of dumb. But it puts perspective. It puts perspective on things, and so you're like, man, these people are out here grinding for what I just spent half their salary on some rims for a car as a college student. It's like so, you, you know, that experience mixed with how nice the people were, how accepting they were. Um, uh, I think they liked the fact that we were trying to speak the language. Mm-hmm. You know, that's so, always good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, and we kind of got warned before we went out there, like, don't be the loud Americans. So, you know, keep your inside voices on because that's a stereotype that Americans have when they travel. Yep. Um, speak quietly. You know, just respect the culture and actually try to learn. And so we would go to class from like nine to twelve um, at Universidad de Guanajuato, and then from twelve to like five, we'd be out in the community. And so you're out there, like you're 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 trying to eat. You get the menu. Uh, there's no English side of the menu. There, <laughs> there, there's no English side of anything. There no, no fancy pictures or anything like that. It's it's Spanish. And uh, this is this is ninety. It's like two thousand, right? This is two. Yeah, so you can't just Google that shit on your phone. No, it was no, no Google. No. This your, is, your prime code phone doesn't. Yeah, have that. Uh-uh. <laughs> this was, this, this was de- like December poyo. December twenty sixth, two thousand to January fifteenth, two thousand and one. Wow, day after Christmas. Yeah, day after Christmas, we flew out there. And how, how did you navigate it? Did people show you around? Yeah, so we had a host family. So oh, of, of the 13 exchange students, we stayed in like five or six different houses. Uh-huh. And so and the host family was very gracious, very nice. Um, everything was great. And they would only speak to us in Spanish unless it was like a serious, like we really had a question that mm-hmm. we couldn't get out. Because, I mean, obviously they know English. Right. And so they would work with us. But besides that, I mean, we woke up, got dressed, would eat breakfast, get on the bus, go to school. Um, and then you're with your professors, and then you take the bus back home. 
Did you stay with anybody else and with your group at the host family that you were yeah, at? Yeah, there was three three guys that stayed at our house, and then the other houses usually had like two or three people apiece. Mm-hmm. And these houses were actually pretty nice. I mean, these people had like bakeries attached to their home, so they were the well-to-do mm-hmm. Mexicans in that you know in that community. But you saw real life. Right. You know, as soon yeah. as you stepped outside of there, it was real life. And poverty is something very real. Right. Did you did you get out much? Like every check, single day. I mean, you, ch- check out the the scene. Everything. Music. We went to soccer games. We went to go see the mummies, which is a big thing out there. Uh, I went. Not the Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. I went rappelling for the first time ah. off of a mountain. Like we hiked nice. the mountain, then we rappelled. The guy did not speak English, so that was that was the risk in itself. Like, <laughs> not only do I have to trust this rope, I have to trust what you're telling me. <laughs> I have to trust the fact that I understand what you're telling right. me. Um, I didn't want to go first. I didn't want to go last, but so I was somewhere in the middle. Uh-huh. I let some girls go before me. Oh, that's like, very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm a nice guy, right? Yeah, right. Um, but no, we did we did something every single day. That was part of the program. Every single day. See, that's good. that's that's the best. I mean, did, did you travel much, Miko? Nah, not growing up. We're we're broke. No, what about Family. within the US? when I got older? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even older. as an adult, like yeah, as an adult, I try to travel a lot more now. Where'd you go out outside of the country? Um, I've been to the our border countries. I've been to Toronto. I've been to me- different parts of Mexico. I've been to South Africa. Um, Plant like fully because I know you're a planner. I am. I am. And so you probably well, had like you. like one hour at a time. Like okay, from <laughs> from nine to ten, we're eating mm. breakfast at this place, uh-huh. and this is how much it's gonna cost. And after uh-huh. that, we're gonna walk. Three blocks west <laughs> <laughs> to this you know museum. Oh, but it'll be planned in there. And then from 12 to 3, it's your own time. But better come back at 3 because we're doing some other shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Otherwise, you're left off. Otherwise, you're left. And you know what? That, that's not a bad thing. However, it's it's always fun to have, like, two anchor events. Yeah. yeah like, you have yes. a 6 o'clock dinner at this place. And maybe we'll go out at 10 here. But then sometimes, just let it let it yeah, go. You I know, let, let it flow. And... and yeah. It, it sounds weird. Don't don't take a lot of pictures. Take take a couple like snap yeah. snap. Put put your phone or camera away I because I, I found myself early on back like years ago. I would get back home, look at the pictures, and be like, "That looks nice." I barely remember that because mm-hmm. you spend so much time behind the camera, you're right? To yeah. where you're not even embracing the the the, the sounds, the, the the smell, the the moment, the, everything you know. Yeah. And so now I find myself even at Urban Camp Weekend, even at my own events. I don't have a lot of pictures on my phone. After let other people do it. Yeah, I mean, well, I do have <laughs> photographers now, but, <laughs> but but I don't. I I'm in the moment. Oh, you and, got to, and, you got to. When you yeah. travel, you got to. Lane, have you uh, got? I was up? like, is this a question? Yes, Can it I, is. Let me let um, jump in there right right quick before yeah, Lane does, just to just to draw a parallel. You know, we talk about a lot of live music on this show. Mm. It's one of our big things for all of us, uh-huh. and we always talk about don't have your camera out the entire time during a show. Be filming it, taking pictures. Right. Like, snap a few, capture the memory, and then put it away and enjoy the moment. I just had this conversation with someone. I was watching, there was some concert on TV, mm-hmm. and everyone just had their phones up. Yeah. Yeah. It was like old school lighters, but they were all phones. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I don't need to go to that concert. I just go on Instagram, and I will see that concert <laughs> oh, on a thousand different phones. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, how do they... The like, Kanye show that was at Franklin yeah. Center. Yeah. I didn't go, but everybody you felt had, like you were there. Yeah, I felt much. like I was there too. <laughs> and, and, and there's technology now that, that they're building to where they have like maybe three different cameras, one yeah. in the crowd, one from behind the band, one from the front where you can actually be there. But I'm like, that can't replace being there. Yeah. You don't get the, 
the energy, the, the energy, vibe, yeah. the I'm smells, like, or I'm whatever like, I don't else. I don't even want to do this that long. Yeah. Like hold my phone up. Like I, I'll hold my drink, and then, <laughs> you, you know. But I don't, I don't have time to bob my head and dance. I like to get into it. I mean, right. I just gave right. you 120 to 250 bucks. Exactly. I mean, but right. I've, been, I've been probably stealing your music for the last 10 years, so I kind of, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of owe you that much. You know, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, let me yeah. switch up to universe. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I studied abroad in London in college, and so that was a lot of fun. Went to, and this is a universe story. I went to, um, <laughs> as I'm flying over to London, I accidentally booked my hotel in London a day early. And I didn't realize that until I'm comparing my travel notes with this girl that's in my program. And it was the same thing like with you. Like I wasn't with a lot of Wisconsin people, Wisconsin Badgers, but people from colleges all over Wisconsin. And um, anyway, so this girl that lived close to my hometown, we checked our schedules and I'm realizing I'm a day off. So I'm like, shoot, uh, let's try to get it. She is like, OK, well, I'll book a day early as well. And we'll try to get over around the same time. Fast forward to get to the airport and find out that they're offering a thousand dollar voucher if you want to get there the day after. <laughs> and, like, and then sure. I was like, hashtag the universe. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, take take the voucher. Don't get dragged out. Yeah. So I went two summers in a row just backpacking on Europe. I mean, I, I don't know if you know, but I, I'm originally from Senegal and I grew okay. up in France. OK. 15 years. So I speak fluent French. And so. Every time I go back to France, I play the American tourist. Like I speak English, mm-hmm. and because they treat me better really? if I speak English than if I speak French. Hmm. Oh, that's so interesting. And so I, I'll tell you a quick story because the difference between African and African American. Yes, because yep, to I them know. it's like, oh, you know Kanye West? Do you know Kanye West? Hell and yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah. No, no, I just got off the phone. Uh, yeah, Kanye, yeah, she wants to talk to you. <laughs> I, 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 went, I, I went to a just, just a quick quick story. I went to a club. Uh, I was there last year, and the whole time I, I'm speaking in English. I, I walk up to the bar. I order in English. I go to the DJ. I'm like, what up, man? I'm putting on. My 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 strongest American accent that I can. I'm trying not to because if I slip for one word, it'd be like, "Enfoiré ta mère." They will start like cursing me out and shit. Mm-hmm. So put on my strongest uh, American accent. But I was uh, walking down the street and this uh, this guy walks up to me and he goes, "Girls, you like girls? You want girls? I got girls. You want girls? I'm like, yeah, I like girls. What's up?" And he's like, "Well, I got girls. Follow me." Follow me, and uh, if you if you don't one drink, one drink, one drink, ten euros, one drink. If you don't like, you leave. If you're lucky, you go upstairs. If you're lucky, if you're lucky, you go. <laughs> so he, dra- he dragged me. He dragged me into this like whorehouse. Pretty much. Okay. okay. <laughs> it was a whorehouse. Let's still note that it you made the conscious whore. decision to follow <laughs> this. I made the conscious I'm decision like, to I'm follow like, this. Why are you struggling with the word? Yeah. It's a whorehouse. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did. And I uh, see you on the randomness. It was it was a strip club and I sat down. I'm like, all right, one drink, one drink. I got my drink, sat down. The girl sat next to me started t- telling me her entire life story in English. And like, ah, oh, I broke up with my boyfriend. I've been tracking him for the past three years. Whoa. Yeah, that that level. And I'm just drinking my shit. And then after <laughs> when I'm done, I just turn to her in French and I go, well, that was interesting. Thank you so much. She got mad as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, can you? Oh, you fucking him. started going off on me. She slapped me and I was like, look. She slapped oh. you. Yeah, she did. And I said, and I said, look, you got to practice your English. You have 
really, really good English. She's working on her green card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, it, it. I always pull those kind of pranks when I go there because for real, they, they treat me different if I yeah, speak English no. versus French. That's, that's, that's true. But my biggest advice when it comes to traveling is, yes, pick like one thing or day that you mm. want to check out, but also get lost. Yeah. I know it's, it's tougher, of course, for women, especially when you're by yourself, but just walking down the street and talking to people, and if you actually try to speak the language and respect the culture and yeah. be curious about it, they'll treat you so much better. Mm-hmm. The French and the Americans are the worst tourists in the world. The worst. Right. They bitch all the time. Yeah. yeah. Where's the McDonald's? Your fries mm. are not great. You know, I'm used to this. And I'm like, motherfucker, why are you here? Yeah. You definitely have to lower your expectations. You, I wouldn't even say lower. I wouldn't say lower your expectations. I would say adjust to that, to the, to the culture. It's different. You know, like when you get, you're, we're speaking of, you know, France. I mean, when you, when you get there, the tables are smaller. Everything's, yep. everything's close. Only in America, like in France, this table would probably be for like 20 people. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah it would be. You know, uh, here is, it's for like six max because we need so much space. Right. Yeah. You know, because you're fat. Our, yeah. Our, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but, you know, our, yeah, our, 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 our cars are bigger. Their cars are smaller. Like we, we just think we need so much, excess. so much space, so much excess, you know. Another good thing about traveling real quick is just turning on the TV and just flipping through the channels yeah. and seeing how different the reporting how, how different the reporting is. Like it's it's real news or it's <laughs> better news. You know, the, the stuff we wake up to, like you're not going to hear Kardashian news on a, in Mexico. So, no. I mean, I mean, like now if you do, it's not going to be as often if you right. do. You know, there's there's actual real problems in the world that don't revolve around like <laughs> yeah our you know pop culture our, our, what, what's yeah. said on twitter what's trending on facebook yeah, yeah. it's less like sensationalism some, and, op- and opinion too right right not and news so. just straight opinion and people want to talk about politics especially american politics with an american oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And they love to quiz you as what what, <laughs> is, what what is up with you trump yeah, yeah. <laughs> as soon as what you is land, wrong with you whatever taxi or whatever you get into that's the first thing they bring up yeah i yeah. was i was um uh two two stories here the first one i was out of town i was in south africa when bush invaded iraq oh and so like that happened while i'm abroad and so you get all the questions like why are y'all invading iraq and blah, blah, blah. i was like mm-hmm. 23 24 uh-huh and they're like, don't talk about politics. But I was kind of into politics. So I was like, oh, I'm going to talk. I got to. I got, you got to like, represent. I'm in South Africa. I feel kind of like they're kind of away from that. I can probably say whatever and talk about it. But <laughs> sorta. it was, sorta. Sorta. <laughs> sorta. Yeah, right. But it was interesting. I mean, what I walked away from there was is that how knowledgeable they were about yeah. our own politics. Wow, you know more the majority of what my friends know. Yeah. It's, it's you, you know, traveling, and, and you hit on a good point. If you're African American versus just African, African, yeah, you, you, you're kind of the ambassador for all African Americans in the world because they, the only thing they know, are the one or two channels and TV shows that they receive that 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 they get in that country, mm-hmm. right? And so when I was in Cape Town, um, the lady at the hotel, um, she was asking us about, you know, where are you from? I said Texas. You don't, you don't really say your city because you know you're know. just happy they know where Texas is. Yeah, they're like, oh, Dallas. Like the soap opera. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like yeah. That, look. Even though I've never seen the soap opera because I didn't watch soap operas. But they knew Dallas. Yeah. And they still think America was like the old TV show Dallas. Oh. So and they and so they really think what they see on TV is real. So you you're you're pretty much debunking all stereotypes as you're traveling. Hmm. They they want to touch your hair. They wanna like, you know, talk to you about all kind of stuff. And it's 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 weird because you don't think about that living here. Yeah. Now they they cur- they're more curious and open. I mean, when when my dad told us, you know, 
back in 90s, 98, hey, we're moving to Texas. I was like, you mean like, like Walker, Texas, Ranger, Texas? Because right. that's all I knew. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew Dallas too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had that in France. We had the show in France. Okay. But that, that's really, you know, I, I think that even short of traveling, if you surround yourself with people who have, mm-hmm. who can tell these stories and be like, look, I just came back from what South Africa. And let me tell you why. Put that on your bucket list. Or yeah. next time right. there's uh-huh. a, um, you know, there's a cheap flight to Germany, you know. Take it. Take it and plan later and just come back and be like holy shit i had no idea mm-hmm. i mean it's 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 only enriching but you have to get off the resort you got to get away yeah, from the nice hotel you got to like i mean I, I like my accommodations nice but you got to like once you leave the hotel uh-huh. go to like the regular restaurants the the mm-hmm. ones like not the touristy places don't go to the chain yeah, yeah. don't go to a chain i mean don't go to mcdonald's come yeah, on yeah that's a waste go to a hole in the wall down you know you know, not down eat the beach. Eat some monkey path. brain. Eat whatever. Yeah, that, they have. Well, let's take one step at a time. But yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> is it fried? No. But, uh, <laughs> good answer. Good answer. But let, let me ask you this. So, you've you've gone out in these different countries. Like, what is the biggest takeaway uh, going out overseas versus going out here in in the states? Uh. It's, I, I feel like it's almost the same. I mean, the music is, is more, you know, it's it's worldly music. Techno. Yeah. 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 You know, there, there's techno. You just have to expand your horizons to different. I guess I'm used to it. So I don't I don't really see a difference. I mean, like when you went out in, in Cape Town, for example, like did anything strike you? I mean, Cape Town is a party town. It, it is. But we we actually did more culture stuff like we didn't. I was with my girl. So we didn't go to like we oh. weren't like clubbing and like looking for chicks or nothing. I mean. They didn't say yes yeah, to the yeah. guy that said, "Come, girl." Yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah, we didn't say yes. We, we were going out and trying to eat as many different places as possible, right? I see. So we actually didn't make it to any club out there. I think uh, of sorry, interrupt you, but I was thinking of like Spain, right? So like you go uh, to like six in the morning, and then the yeah, part of the yeah. culture is siesta in the afternoon, I, and so that would be like some one in difference. Like, in, in like 2010, I think I was in Barcelona. Oh yes, we, we took a train, and I say we. They stayed. I was by myself, and this is probably midnight. Uh-huh. And I walked to some train station, and it was like a party train, or at least it felt like a party train, because there was literally a couple hundred people on this train. To this day, I don't know where I went. I was just following some other people. Uh-huh. Um, but it was the biggest club I've ever been at in my life. There was like mm-hmm. six or seven different DJs. The only thing is, I felt kind of weird because I was by myself. Yeah. And as a black guy in this big club by yourself, you kind of look, look like a creeper. So I, so I was just kind of chilling, drinking my beer and just kind of spectating. But I couldn't really get too loose and drunk because I still had to make it back. And I barely knew how I got there the first time. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm already thinking, like, OK, how do I how do I get home? How do I, get back? I think you accidentally ended up in Ibiza. You're on a boat. I train turned into a boat. Yeah. Went to Ibiza. But I, I'll say, like, I, I give uh, Paris, for example, like when you go out to, um, to uh, bars or clubs in Paris, first of all, you don't get there at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock, you're still eating dinner. Right. Because we eat late and the dinner is at least two to three hours long because you take your time, you're chatting with your friends, you're having coffee. It's more social. Exactly. Yeah. And then by the time you get out, it's like midnight, one o'clock, and you get to, you get to the bar, you get to the club, and you're in there till like six in the morning because you don't bar hop. That's yeah. not a, that's not a concept. I mean, I haven't seen that right. uh, in, 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 in bigger cities. But, uh, yeah, you get out at six, seven in the morning, you go to the back of a bakery, knock on the door, you get hot croissants, and then you go to sleep for the rest of the day. Nice. And one rule that I love 
that they have in France is the 50-50 rule where you can't get in by yourself unless you have a girl with you. That sounds like a, one of those swinger places. But it's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> no, no. But it, it, it's what kind of places are you going? All of them. <laughs> all of them. Clearly. Yeah, yeah. No, all of them because they want to keep the ratio 50-50 or more women because if you have too many guys, women right. don't feel comfortable and they don't have a good time. Right, right. But they know that they have to enforce that at the door so that... Well, that's normally why they hold the line. Like in America, I guess that's why we hold the line. Or like in LA, New York, they're like, okay, you two can get in. Or, you know, y'all, they kind of just walk down the line and let you know who can get in. But right. Same thing. Yeah. But I, I like the... the, the but, what if you don't, but what if you don't want to go out with a girl? Like what if it's you and your boys just trying to go out on the town? You, you gotta, can't. You got to find like some random chicks with you. Yeah, I've done that. I, I've done that in Vegas actually. Now yeah, think about it. I've done, yeah, that, I've done that in Vegas. Vegas a you go on scavenger hunt looking for girls yeah. at two in the morning. You're like, like hey, you want to skip the line? Yeah, come on. <laughs> exactly. Like, like and, and and I mean, I'm not buying you any drinks, but yeah, yeah once we're in inside, I don't know your ass. I'm buying you time. Yeah, yeah. You want to get in or not? We're paying for your cover. We're just trying to get in this place. It's five of us. We need five girls. Come on. Yeah, it works. It works. It works. I want to throw out uh, just a question to the general group about when you travel places, where do you stay? You mentioned accommodations and mm -hmm. getting out mm -hmm. in the crowd. And, you know, there's obviously the nice accommodations, luxury hotels you can get. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's also Airbnb, Home Away, VRBO. And I think there's bed and breakfast at places. And um, I think what's on the rise right now, again, is hostels. I hear mm -hmm. about a lot of people traveling and yep. staying in hostels. Uh, we even have two here in Austin, right? One just opened up. That's yeah, pretty, that one pretty live. <laughs> that was that one right by the lake, not, too. I'm surprised there's not more hostels in, in Austin. Yeah. Well, the, I know Firehouse and the Native are the two That's I know. That's the only two I know. Oh, yeah. there's the one that's right where you, they have like a kayak rental off of Town Lake. Really? Oh, uh, they know that one. What's yeah. the name of it? I don't know. I've been there a bunch, though. I'm going to call it Town Lake Hostel. <laughs> I've actually, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Town Lake Hostel. <laughs> 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 I have after party yeah. there, but I, I couldn't tell you. I'm going to get there. I think it depends on what you want. And okay. what you have with you, like I, I, I'm personally, I've never stayed at a hostel. Mm -hmm. um, I have friends that have, but I usually travel with, like you know, my electronics and stuff on me that I don't want to trust to just be left by. <laughs> 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 but, 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 but but you know, like Airbnb yeah. um, is very very. You know, I've used Airbnb before. Um, there's pros and cons to that. I mean, there's no room service with Airbnb. True, right? Um, but you're not looking to spend that much time in the hotel or hostel or Airbnb anyway. That's just kind of where you sleep, sh you know, shit, shower, shave, shave yeah. Yeah. and then you're you're right back exploring. You didn't spend, you know, 600 bucks or whatever on a plane ticket and this much just to sit in a hotel or right. Airbnb all day. Yep. So, you know, it's kind of like going to Vegas. I mean, you could stay at the Bellagio, but I think it's a waste of money. Yeah. Um, I'd rather stay somewhere for, you know, in Vegas, 80 to 120 bucks a night. Uh, you could find a decent hotel on the Strip. You're not going to be there that much anyway. No, no. Have a good time. Why spend two, three hundred dollars a night in Vegas? That's just to get the hotel card. Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> like, like and impress whoever you're bringing back. The, mo to the, the most expensive places in Vegas have the wackest pools ever. Like, so I've always found that. So I think that's true. With, with it depends on the city, right? So I went to Rio, uh, Brazil last summer, and we did VRBO, which same thing, Airbnb mm -hmm. and all that. When I was younger, I also feel like yeah, it's an age thing. So like when I was in college, definitely did the hostel track. And that was fun because you're like 10 people in a room. Like granted, you might not be sleeping because literally everybody's just coming in and out of the room. You kind of just run a locker and you have to go with the fact that something could get, you know, stolen mm -hmm. out of your belongings. But um, I thought it was a cool way to meet people. Like one of my funny stories is I was in a hostel in Austria 
and I'm cooking in the communal like um, area where we all just like make our own meals. And the person starts talking to somebody next to me and I'm like, that is a Wisconsin accent if I ever heard one. <laughs> and I was like, where are you from? You have to be from Wisconsin. And he was. And sure enough, he actually went to Wisconsin and I was on a, a track where I was meeting some other Badgers and he knew the same people in the uh. city that I was going to. It was so funny. Universe. Yeah. yeah. So I ended up Universe, like. <laughs> <folks>. <laughs> there you have it. And it, hostile for me like that ended up being who I hung out with and yeah. it, when I went out and it was nice to like actually know somebody because I was rolling solo. But um, I'm more of like the all-inclusive resort type when I go to like the beach type situations like Mexico this weekend, going to Puerto Vallarta, but we're doing like the hotel that includes like food and drink and all that. Right. So it's just yeah. nice. I think group events, you tend to be more of you, you, you cut a little bit more on the luxury side of it because you can spread the cost. Right. It, it, it's, it's a group of y'all. It's, it's based on age. I, yeah. I'd, say, I'd say it's, it's an age, age thing. I like a hostel, I've, though I've not stayed in one. Um, I think if you're a solo, maybe in younger and just traveling lighter, right. that's definitely the way to go. And I, I know I've been to the Firehouse Hostel here, and I know uh, some of us have been a native yeah. and all that. It's a good place to meet people that are just traveling to Austin sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right? Say that for so the weekend. It works both ways. So Miko's <laughs> just, live here. He's just picking up strangers at the <laughs> hostel. Like, just looking for the on the... <laughs> Where are you from? Oh, I live two miles from here. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Do you need a place to stay need for a place to stay? You want to say 15 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your adventures. Yeah. Come holla at me. I can't take a weekend off. <laughs> but no, I, funny, I, funny story about Puerto Vallarta and just meeting people mm-hmm. out there and dating. Um, I was there a couple months ago for a wedding, for Marlon Davis's wedding. Oh, nice. nice. And... Um, so we're out there, wedding happens, and like the next day, a lot of a lot of that group that was out there, sorry if anyone was watching, but they don't get out a lot, right? They're the ones that <laughs> I uh, I'm not gonna get go in the city. I want to stay in the resort and all the little frills that it is. I'm like, fuck, I want to get out there and right. just experience everything. So I get a taxi cab. It just pretty much drops me right in the middle of Old Town, put the way out there, and I just start walking up the beach, yeah. talking to people, grabbing a drink here and there, and eating. And um, I'm bored. Like I meet some people, but I I jump on my phone. I'm like, you know, what? I have internet access. I'm going to jump on Tinder and just be random and just start swiping away. Creeper. Yeah, random Word. meeting slash creeper. <laughs> just kidding. Get a match. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. You got a match? Got a match. And <laughs> they hit me up first. It was like, hey, what are you doing? Blah, blah, They're blah. Sad. Spanish. And I was like, oh, I could sp- I can speak a little bit of Spanish. Looking back, but they could speak English. Went back mm-hmm. and forth for a little bit. I ended up going on a date with that same person that night. How'd that work out for yeah, you? I know. Right? You can't just stop here. I'm done. Is she a citizen? Is she a citizen now? Hold on. No, yeah, you can't just stop. We got like how much like that cost? Four minutes nah, left. But, uh, <laughs> 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 Did I say Tinder? What's, I meant, the, uh, what's it going um, right for? Uh, um, it was cool. I mean, again, she was a, she was actually a, a lawyer, an abogado, if you will. Uh huh. And uh, we like met at a restaurant that she goes to, and I met some of the people that she's with, and uh, we kicked for a little bit, and we talked. She didn't realize that I was. I think she thought I was a local. She didn't realize that. Or yeah, you can pass. You can pass yeah. for a lot of different <laughs> ethnicities. I, 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 I used to fight it growing up, but I use it to my. I abuse it to my advantage. Oh please! <laughs> Would you uh, want me to be? I've heard you say that to somebody before. <laughs> I mean, you've been around me too long. <laughs> you know my lines. Um, nothing ended up coming. I didn't. If you're looking for like, did you sleep with her or not? I all didn't. right, done. Okay, all right. let's. <laughs> <laughs> we're, done. we're gonna wrap it up. No, fine. But honestly, it's a, it's <laughs> literally. Yeah. I, I honestly found that I would do that again. Like I, I mean, there's a risk involved in meeting random people, as there always is on like a dating yeah. app. But it was a great way to connect with people randomly. Solo, I didn't have any any cohorts with me out there. 
It was a, just a random way to meet people. Winging it. Swinging well, it. Right. It's better than a guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than a guy walking up to you going, girls, you want girls? I got girls. You want girls? <laughs> one, I drink, one drink. One drink. One drink. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't like, you leave. If you're lucky, you go upstairs. And, yeah. Or if you're back, you get slapped. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, 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 right. Hey, there was no Tinder, nothing, man. I was going old school. <laughs> you probably felt Tinder. Yeah, right. Uh, you're going to end on this? Do you really want to end on this? God damn it, Miko. Oh. All right, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, where can people find uh, your website, your social medias, yeah. and everything? Um, UrbanEventsGlobal.com. Okay. Um, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Um, all of our events have their own social media pages, but if you start there, you'll find the rest of them. You have an event coming up? Yep. Yeah, in two weeks, we have Urban Camp Weekend down in New Braunfels, Texas, the largest camping trip in the country. It's going to be a blast. And then people are going to gear up for the next two, the one in September. September is going to be a really big one in the Bahamas and Nassau. Um, that's going to be an amazing trip. I think this week the Bahamas, the, the Department of Tourism is doing a press release on our event out there. So they're waiting nice. for us to come out there. And that's that's something else I left off. I'll make it quick just for the sake of time. But we always give back to the local communities that we go to. So, for example, I started this company when I was living in Houston. So the Star of Hope, was, which is a, a men's kind of homeless shelter down there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they did have women's shelters as well for the Star of Hope. But... That's where we originally started giving money to. And so every community we go to, even in Cozumel, when we went out there for Urban Cruise Weekend in March, we gave to the local community as well. So every event we also give back. Even, of course, I give back to the University of Texas. I think the word is we were the largest donor for BEST. Um, oh, wow. For BEST two years in a row. So wow, um, well so done. that's money that's literally out of our own pocket. And by our, I mean out of my pocket. So we give back. We're not just out there having fun, but we give back to the local community as well. Nice, not doing man. fire festival type of thing and just no, no, <laughs> no, yeah. no just going to the Bahamas, man. It's, yeah. you know, festivals, Bahamas. <laughs> I mean, I like that on Southwest this ACL, but you know, you gonna take me to the Bahamas and then Thailand. Thailand at the end of the year for New yeah, Year's, we're going so, to Thailand. Wow, man, you really all that started from going to float in New Rome. Going to float in the river, yeah. yeah. Damn. Well, niche. congratulations, man. Yeah. You're doing yeah, great things. Awesome. Doing well. Thanks Appreciate so much it. for coming. Uh, make sure you follow the feedback on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Go to thefeedback.com slash review. That will take you straight to the iTunes page where you can review. Leave us however many stars. We like five of them. That really helps with a ranking on iTunes. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your folks. Tell your people. Tell your coworkers. The Feedback Podcast. Uh, anything, anything else? Should we give them a feedback discount code, maybe? Oh, you want to give one? Sure. Sweet. We'll call it feedback. F-E-E-D-B-A-K. Put that in, discount code, and we'll figure out a price, but they'll get a discount. Sweet, man. Thank you so much. Yep. Exclusive, 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 exclusive. Clue, clue. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kev. Miko, thank you. Byron, thank you. Lane, thank you. Kevin. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Keep doing what you're doing, man. And uh, we look forward to uh, your events and uh, all the best to you. Thanks so much for tuning in, folks. Cool. Talk to you next time. Ciao, Goodbye, ciao. world. Ciao.